Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Happy Vince Flynn Day. Hope mm-hmm. you're having a good Wednesday. And I, I just want to go on record as saying that Vince Flynn was the guy next door, in spite of the fact that he was a New York Times best-selling author, he was the kind of guy you want as a neighbor. He took time with Brett, had lunch with mm-hmm. Brett when Brett was considering going to the Naval Academy, and Brett was on the fence. And um, he reached out to Vince Flynn, and Vince met with Brett. And, you know, I just talked with my youngest son today who went to the Naval Academy, just getting out of the Navy this month, in fact, after 14 years. And he said that Vince was instrumental in talking him into going to the Naval Academy. So I am forever indebted to Vince Flynn for stepping up, for making the time. We're all busy. He made the time to sit down with my son and give him some wise counsel and so I, I just want to go on record. He was the real deal. I had a chance to meet him. Kind, generous, obviously smart, a gifted writer. But the most important thing you can do is uh, help others. And, you know, it just reminded me, if you if you do something nice for somebody, that's great. If you do something nice for somebody's kids, mm. they will never, ever forget mm-hmm. it. Amen. And so... I'm I'm grateful to Vince Flynn, and I I miss him every day. How did you know him? How did you guys come in contact? Through Frank, Frank Frank Vassalero oh, nice. introduced yes, us over at CCO mm-hmm. TV, and uh, mm-hmm. he was just down to earth, friendly. I mean, you know, no ego, mm-hmm. and he took the time with my son, and I think he took the time with a lot of young people uh, to help them with decisions about careers, etc. And you Do know, you going into what the military, it was he told Brett. Do you remember what it was that he told Brett that was instrumental and in particularly wanting him to go to the Naval Academy? Yeah. He said that the Naval Academy, it's a little like the Ivy League in terms of prestige, but more importantly, it will it would teach him the discipline that he needs to be successful. And the thing that stands out in my mind, Vin said, the friends that you make at the Naval Academy and in the Navy, you will keep for life. You will have amazing lifelong friends uh, based on your experience. And you know what? I mean, it's turned out to be true. I mean, Brett did make amazing friends at the Naval Academy and all all, all three deployments. So uh, the stuff that Vince said was right on the money. So I'm, I'm just grateful. I didn't mean to hijack the show. No. And I, I know DJ gets annoyed when we talk about what day it is, but it's Vince <laughs> Flynn Day. And I just wanted to give him a shout out that he was the real deal and um yeah again i i I don't know why people like that are taken from us prematurely but um hopefully someday i'll find out we'll find out you don't want to find out too soon though well it's okay to stay here and not know the answers i guess i guess go ahead dj you were going to jump in there were you going to yell at paul well no look look 
We've had this debate on and off air about the what day is it, and it's Strawberry Pie Day or whatever. Day. And yeah. okay, Vince Flynn Day, like you know, that's interesting. We can talk about Vince Flynn. That's cool. You told mm-hmm, a story, but sure. you know, some days Paul comes and says, "Hey, it's National Like Mango Salsa Day or something like that," and I say that's dumb. And here's Paul today. I was at Walmart, and at Walmart, you hear the, like, dumb Walmart radio where it's just like like they're playing Elvis and, like, 90s hits, and it's, like, advertisements for Walmart. And then the Walmart DJ comes on and goes, well, today is blah, blah, blah day, and it's, uh, you know... Costa Rican tomato day and whatever. Like, it's an ad. They're trying to get you to buy all this junk because it's blankety-blank day that nobody cares about. And I thought, this is why we don't stoop to the level of Walmart radio by coming on here every day and saying, it's Scotch wait, tape day. What's your favorite well, tape? Wait, wait. Why Why? Why do you hate Costa Rican tomatoes? I don't. Why do don't you hate Scotch them. tape? I mean, what is wrong with you? Are you a communist? Oh, my God. What is going on here? It's so good. It's also oh, Ceiling so Fan Awareness Week. Well, there should be because should be I keep aware. running because I'm seven foot three and I keep running into those ceiling <laughs> fans. There should be a Ceiling Fan Awareness Week. Oh, it's so good. That's so true. That is so, that's David. Thank you for calling that out. That is Costa really funny. Rican but tomatoes? Vince Flynn, we can always talk about. He is a national hero. Yeah. So he was you a get treasure. a pass for that one, Mitch and that's Rapp, good. We miss should. You. Yeah, we should remember uh, people that are instrumental in our lives, that have left an imprint, and his legacy lives on. So thank you for sharing that story about him. Yeah, I just wanted to give credit where credit is due. For sure. So mm-hmm. anyway. All right, when we get back, uh, DJ sent me a picture of a cup of coffee. I said, DJ, why, is, why are you sending me a picture of a cup of coffee? Because his next travel segment is the best coffee he's had around the world. That's next. And this this is one of my I don't know top fifty segments uh, that we that we no top three top two so generous my favorite this is my favorite because look we all love to travel we all have the travel bug and DJ takes it to an even more extreme absurd level and and I'm in awe of uh, his ability to grind it out and play injured and drive overnight to get to that special resort (laughs) and thank god today the topic is coffee i don't so much worry about civil war in this country unless unless we run out of coffee oh yeah and then it's you know all bets are off uh dj what inspired you to to make coffee the topic today well here's the thing there's a kind of this long debate in my house about coffee because look my wife is like really into making the perfect coffee and she gets beans mm. from a local place and has a fancy grinder and gets them just right and makes them in the mocha pot or the french press or whatever and i like I'm not that into it. Like, I'm fine with, you know, whatever. I call it a basement church cup of coffee or something like that. And I've learned to like some of the things she does. But then we both read this article um, a couple of years ago about it. And and the title was something like, um, you know, the the best coffee I've ever had. And then it talks – the the author is talking about all the different ways they've tried to have good coffee and coffee overseas and coffee with friends and everything. And then it came back to the fact that the best – coffees you have are in unique places with the people you care about most. 
So that's what I'm actually talking about is, you know, yes, do I love coffee? Yes. Does my wife love coffee? Do we pursue good coffee when we're on trips? Sure, we do. But as I look back, like the best cups of coffee I have uh, in my life were in unique, special places mm-hmm. in the world. So uh, I'm going to... Don't you find coffee to be very intimate? Oh. You know, what, like when you're in a relationship, that person knows your coffee order yes, yes, or indeed. will bring you that coffee in bed. Every morning, handsome husband brings me a cup of coffee in bed. And he knows exactly how I like it. He makes it better than I make it myself. Yeah. And it's just such an intimate act of loving kindness. And I think coffee can mm. do that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, wow. I, th- that's exactly the sentiment I'm trying to uh, explain here, Jordana. And it, it brings me to my... My first one, which is I sent you guys a picture of our camping coffee setup. I have this yeah. little tiny stove that literally is the size of a deck of cards, and you take it out of the box and unfold it and put it on the butane canister. And we take that thing with us all over the place, right, and can make coffee anywhere. And one of the ones I remember is we were doing a camping trip in Utah, and we were doing two big hikes that day. So we did a morning one, had lunch, and drove a few hours, and our about to go on our second hike and it's just a magical day with really good friends and we literally as we're getting ready for this hike um we pull out this tiny little stove and set it on the tailgate of the minivan and while we're you know changing socks and putting our boots on and getting ready and baby winter was uh, maybe 18 months old or something at that point we are percolating the coffee on the side of a dirt road with mountains in the background. And then we had a, you know, a, a little bit of cookie. We call it Fika, which is like a Scandinavian thing. We have a little cookie and our coffee and continue on our adventure for the day. But just to pause in that moment and really the coffee, I don't even remember what it tastes like, but the, the coffee as a way to pause in a moment of go, go, go. And we're exploring and adventuring, but just for a moment, Let's stop and cheers and have a cookie and a little bit of black coffee, probably with some grounds in it. I don't know. It probably wasn't perfect. Um, that That is something that um, I appreciate and remember, I think, even more than the hike we did that. I don't even remember which hike that was, but I remember sitting on the side of that road sharing a cup of coffee with friends and family. Stop and smell the coffee. Yes. yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it yeah. forces you. And it takes 10 minutes mm-hmm. to, to brew the coffee, mm-hmm. so right. it forces you to slow down just a little bit. Mm-hmm. Very cool. And coffee's so yeah. sensory like that. Yeah. You know, it's taste, it's mm-hmm. smell, it's, it's visual. Yeah. yeah, exactly. It's yeah. it's a little bit of everything. So I, um, are you going to share with us some of the best cups, of, the other best cups of coffee? Yes, yes, I've got a whole list here. Place? So another best okay. cup of coffee I had was um, a time we were on this huge road trip, and it it... it ended, I guess. We went through Canada and to Vancouver and to Seattle. And then from Seattle, we had this long overnight push to get back to the Black Hills on our way home. So we're leaving Seattle at, uh, I don't know, nine ten o'clock at night. And we're heading up into the mountain pass. And we're not sure if there's going to be weather or not. And we stop at this truck stop or, or, or rest area just as we're heading into the mountains in the middle of Washington near, uh, you know, heading over towards Idaho. And in this little truck stop, there's a group of veterans that their deal is they come out there on, on cold nights when the weather's bad and there's truckers coming through and they brew coffee and give it away to whoever's there. 
And it was wow. just the coolest thing. And, and, and again, I'm sure it was Folgers in a styrofoam cup. I don't know. But what a welcome thing as a traveler yeah. when you're about to go, you know, drive through the night to try to make it to the Black Hills and hopefully everybody sleeps. But me and my buddy Jed got to stay awake in the front seat so we can see the, um, the, the center line as it snows in the mountains and these veterans. You know, handed us a cup of coffee. I mean, there wasn't even like a place to pay for it or tip or anything. They're just, nope, this is what we do. We come out here and we keep truckers and travelers um, caffeinated by doing this. So uh, that's for sure one of the best cups of coffee I've ever had. That's cool. Very nice. That is beautiful. God bless those folks. Um, Okay, the next one we're going to head overseas for. One of my favorite things in Europe, and the place I remember doing it is in Spain, is... Uh, well, first off, they don't have like traditional coffee. Most of it's espresso and espresso drinks. But often, you know, you go to a town square or a park, and I think we were in a, a park in Madrid. And like around every corner, you can buy a cup of espresso for a euro, right? Which is, you know, I don't know, mm-hmm. depending on the exchange rate, maybe just a little over a dollar or whatever. Mm-hmm. And to just walk through the cobblestone streets of some European city with your dollar espresso uh, is just about the best thing you could do. Like I, I could just go do that every afternoon if you ask me. And I also remember this was uh, the, the trip was actually with a bunch of family because there was a family wedding over there, and my poor wife's grandmother could not figure out. She goes, "I just want a regular cup of coffee." And there's no such thing in Europe. Like, it's not, you know, that's what the Americano came from. Like, well, we can pour you an espresso or a double espresso, and then we can put some water in it if you really want to. But she's like, I just want my darn espresso. And she wanted to have dinner at 5 o'clock, which, if you know anything about Spain, doesn't really eat it. Yeah, yeah, good good luck getting dinner at 5 o'clock. They're still napping. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But, yeah, the the, uh, little cup of espresso in the afternoon in Spain is pretty good, too. Oh, that's funny. Nice. Yeah. Good one. I love um, that. Okay, just uh, uh, one more and then an honorable mention at the end, okay? So, again, these are best cups of coffee I've had around the world. Uh, one, and this one's funny, we were on a trip to the Caribbean. I think we were going to Puerto Rico, which also has good coffee in Puerto Rico. But we're on our way there, and we're on Southwest. And for some reason, Southwest had gotten something wrong with one of our reservations. And one of the things they do is they'll give you, like, a free drink coupon, right? Because look, I'm too cheap to like buy a $7 beer on the airplane or something Mm -hmm. like that. Right. But they give away these drink coupons. So we're on our fifth anniversary trip and we're getting on the airplane at six o'clock in the morning and we've got these drink coupons and you're like, well, I guess we got to do it. So then you start off the trip with coffee and Bailey's on the airplane and oh, well, that's appropriate. What that's a fun okay. way to start yeah. your trip, right? So I, I highly recommend that if you get the chance to, you know, kick off your trip a little early. Even if you've got, that's I'm fun. sure we had eight, ten hours more travel during the day, but that was a fun way to kick it off. Um, and memorable. Cool. And yeah, for sure mm-hmm. memorable. Um, and a free drink. I like that. I know. I know. Okay. I, I got one more that was memorable, but I wouldn't put in the category of best coffee. But. Um, okay. and, and this may save, uh, may serve as a warning to folks traveling out to the Seattle area. They, in Seattle, they have these like drive through coffee, uh, I don't know what you call them, but they're just like, they're just like these little teeny houses where you drive through and get coffee. It's all it is, like a, like a coffee truck, I guess you would say. And mm-hmm. you just drive through and order your coffee and move on. And they're all over the place. You're like, oh, there's one. Oh, there's one. Oh, there's one. And we went to one and we had no idea what was going on, but we pulled up and my friends are in the front street driving. And 
um, I'll try to be diplomatic, but the woman who was serving the coffee was wearing an infinity scarf in lieu of a top. Oh, because apparently oh. we learned after that that this is like a thing in Seattle. It's like a Hooters, you know, connected with oh. a Starbucks, and then they have these coffee shacks where you can stop it. No, it's a real thing. And then we started to notice afterwards. They're like creatively, you know, seductively named, and you can kind of figure it out after a while. But it's a real thing. And we drive up, and it's like two of us couples together. We're like. Uh, like uh, uh, now, what do we like? What do we want the coffee, or do we just go? Uh, and my buddy was driving, and he just like looked, and then I think we just drove away or something. But we had no idea, and all of a sudden, this lady's like, "Wouldn't you get burned or something?" I don't know. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. So, oh if you see like Twin Peaks coffee brewing or something like oh, that, just skip yeah. it. Just don't, Good don't brew. go. Or do if you want. I don't care. I guess. That's <laughs> I hilarious. I know they. They take their their coffee seriously in Seattle. They do, but I, I want to just mention because you you spurred a memory that I had repressed for some strange reason. But um, it's all about the experience. Mm-hmm. And when I was in scouting, the highlight of my scouting career was going to Philmont, which is a uh, a sprawling uh, area out in New Mexico. And I remember we pitched a tent at the top of Mount Phillips, mm-hmm. which I think is up around 12,000 feet. And DJ, it was it was a gorgeous evening. Uh, we were exhausted. There was no wind. It was deathly still at the top, at the summit of this mountain. Mm. And you could look into five states, and there was a thunderstorm down on the plains, and you could see the flickering lightning and the rainbows. You couldn't hear anything. And it was just one of those spiritual moments. And I remember nursing... A bad cup of coffee. Yeah, I mean, it was yeah. scout coffee. Yeah, of it course. wasn't great. But saying this is one of the most amazing moments of my life. Yeah. Yeah. And at the time, I don't know, I was 15, 16. But it was just one of those moments when you realize none of this is a coincidence. Mm-hmm. And uh, it, it was a, a profound moment. But the coffee was okay. The experience, though, made it amazing. Well, yeah, and that's exactly what I'm trying to say today is, look, like, don't go try to, like, get the exact number of grams you need and the temperature of water or whatever. Like, yeah, I know, right? Forget That's that. Like, work. you know, right. go somewhere cool. Go to the top of a mountain or go to a truck stop in Washington and then have a cup of coffee, and you'll yep. remember that way more. Very cool. Well, that was beautiful, DJ. Thank you for taking yeah. us on that journey. It was, I could, all my senses were um, awakened with with that description so that was fun thank you and texters liked it too hey when we get back um an update from ukraine we had a caller call in and he has helped a family over there glenn getty will join us and tell us about his efforts in ukraine next we talk a lot about ukraine on the show and when we do sometimes we get friends in the community listeners that call in and say hey i have family member there or a daughter there and we try to get them on the air to share their experiences about ukraine Uh, our next guest is one such person he traveled to ukraine many times loves ukraine and has recently been helping a friend in there get out of the war zone so glenn getty welcome back to the show thank you jordana so glenn just give us a little bit of background you travel back and forth from ukraine you know people there why do you go to ukraine what do you love about it well, you know, there, there's a lot to see. You know, everything there is older than anything here. And the people are extremely nice. 
Love it. I, I've been to, you know, two or three different large cities, and uh, I mean, I go to go to a coffee shop for a week when I'm in Odessa, and as I'm getting ready to leave, I say goodbye to the barista, and he gives me a little jar of honey. Mm, wow. Hey, Glenn, tell listeners what you did to help this family. I'm still in awe of what you pulled off. What inspired you to do this? How did this unfold? Well, I met Dimitri as an Uber driver, and every question that every trip starts out with English, and most say no, but Dimitri spoke pretty darn good English. And so I hired him to show me around, and he wound up taking me to dinner at his family's and uh, introduced me to the wife and children, and uh, we became friends. You know, that sounds so foreign because generally your Uber driver doesn't bring you home to meet the wife and kids and give you dinner. I think that speaks a lot about the Ukrainian culture. (laughs) I know. And, you know, there are so many different little nuances about the differences in language that in our first conversation, I mentioned that I knew it was difficult to be in Ukraine and it is a hard life and you have to work hard. I could see that just, just, you know, meeting people and watching things. And I I thought he misunderstood and thought that I was telling him he should work hard when what I was telling him was that I knew he was working hard because the Uber was his second job. Got it. And, And how exactly did this family get out? What were the steps that led to getting them safely out of Ukraine and what, into Poland? He actually initially entered Hungary and from there he went to Prague and waited for his mother and father to arrive from Kharkiv, which has been heavily bombarded since the very beginning of the war. And I, I was really surprised that they could actually get out because I, I, I guess I thought that it was surrounded, but apparently not. And so he waited for them in Prague and then they all got into a vehicle or two and then they wound up in Germany. And how did you help them? How did you reach back out to them? What was your role in this? Well, you know, occasionally we would communicate, even when I, you know, was here and he was there. And when the war started, I asked him if he was okay. And he said that uh, he was unable to work and his wife was a teacher, so there was no school. And so I I sent him a little money on a Friday, and then I checked with him on Monday to see if he had gotten it, and he said he had. And at that point, he sent me a picture of a an apartment building that had been hit by a missile or rocket or something and said, this was 50 meters from my pastor's house. Oof. And he said, I, I, I don't, this is no place for children. So my sister and I chipped in and sent him more money. And when he got it the next day, he said that the next morning, which would have been, uh, I believe, March 2nd, that he was going to leave and head for... I, I thought Poland, but... Uh, and, and, and could so he take his it, family? He took his mother-in-law, his wife, and his three children in a Chevy Avail. Oh, that's crowded. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Don't see too many navigators and, over there. And you <laughs> said, of course, they were successful. You sent us a picture of them uh, with a cake of the Ukrainian flag. Yeah, that, that, that gives me goosebumps when you just mention it. I mean, who would think that, you know, it would take you three and a half days to go 450 miles. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the message that I got about two o'clock in the morning, their time 
on the 5th or 6th, it was Saturday morning anyways, it was out of Ukraine waiting in line to enter Hungary. Wow. And it was the first night that I was going to sleep in the last three. Glenn, you are the definition of a mensch, uh, putting others ahead of yourself. What advice would you have for listeners who want to help? They, they want to be part of the solution. They uh, want to help folks in Ukraine. What advice would you give them right now? You know, you can send money to your favorite charity that's, that's helping out over there. You can pray, and you can, you know, talk to your senator and congressman and see what we can do to, to, to end this thing, because I don't see it ending unless they, they beat the Russians and get them out of their country. But that's just an opinion. And, and I, gotta tell you, I, I, I feel fortunate to have been able to do this, and, and it was probably the most consequential thing I think I've ever done. Yeah. Glenn, thank you for sharing. What a beautiful sentiment, and you really changed somebody's life. So uh, thank you for doing it, and thank you for sharing it with us yeah. on the radio. Thank You're you, welcome. Glenn. Well done. You where he changed my life, too. Mm, Very so beautiful. Cool. All right, stay in touch with us, Glenn, okay? Keep us posted. I will. Thanks a million. Thanks, Glenn. Thank you. Amazing. People are kind. People yeah. are amazing. Yeah, yeah. See, you're so coming impressed. around, George. You're coming around. Well, Most people are good. I mean, we're good and bad. Good and some man. people get an extra serving of good. Some people get an extra serving of bad. I think Glenn uh, got an extra serving of good. Serving and I'm, good, I'm sure yeah. glad that he shared his story and, and inspire others to step up so and, and help out. Send some money. You never know. You might change a life. Really, really beautiful. Ugh. When we get back, move over, Cracker Jack. We have Cracker Jill next. What? Tiger Woods, who's still recovering from an injury that many thought would end his career, said that he plans to play this week at the Masters. Golf announcers were so pumped. They were like, this is amazing. <laughs> I'm so friggin' excited right now. I can barely contain myself. Yep, people thought Tiger was done, and now he's back. When he heard Tom Brady, it was like, uh, kind of my thing, but whatevs. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't even like Fallon, but that was funny. That was he pretty was good. He was really yeah. good. It's a big <laughs> deal that he's back for the Masters. That is huge. That's a big deal. I know, Mark's very excited. Mark could watch golf all day, all hey. night. And he's he's hilarious. Sometimes if he's watching golf, I'm like, really? Golf again? You know, because it doesn't even have to be a live event on the golf channel. Golf again. You know and he goes, is? babe, it could be a lot worse. And he's right. He could be watching all sorts of stuff. So he's, well, he's golf all the time. It's video music. I keep up the golf yeah. channel, too, because yeah. it's green mm -hmm. and nobody's mm -hmm. shouting. Okay? It's green and nobody's <laughs> shouting. Like yeah. <laughs> They're whispering, yeah. in fact. I know. Good shot, right. Paul. We should all whisper more. Yeah, amen. <laughs> I think we need to. Um, do you love Cracker Jack, or is it not for you? It's not your, your choice. You know, I was into it when I was younger. I'm not sure. uh, anti-Cracker Jack. I'm, I I like Cracker Jack. At, at, hmm. at a movie, I will indulge in Cracker Jacks from time to time. Oh. Sure. Okay. And it's Cracker Jack, not Cracker Jacks. My child informed me when really? I told her about this. Yeah, it's, it's really? Cracker Jack. Like I prefer Jack, like Cracker Jacks. Name. Yeah, plural. Well, now you have Cracker Jill, my friend. Talk about equity in sports. Frito-Lay is giving its classic treat a female counterpart, Cracker Jill. Cracker it recognizes Jill. the... And it's so cute, by the way. I'm looking at the... Um, 
the packaging on it. It's completely racially diverse. She has different hairstyles, not really different shapes. She's kind of all the same shape, but really cute Cracker Jill. And they're doing like the Rosie the Riveter pose with the arm up and making a, a bicep muscle. Really cute. It is to recognize, as I said, uh, achievement in women's sports. It is the same amount of caramel-coated popcorn, peanuts, the whole shebang, but different okay. bags featuring different characters. So oh. really, really cute. And and here's a little trivia. We could have done a Cracker, J- Cracker Jack uh, quiz today, but how long has Cracker Jack been around? 100 years? 115 years? 125 years? Good grief. Really? I'll, I'll go 115, but I... I didn't know. I'll go 100, that long. 125. It's 125 years. Really? 125. Ah, That's amazing. Well, don't be mad you lost, but be amazed that this brand, I'm amazed. the snack, has been around for 125 years. I can't even get snack quizzes right. Doggone <laughs> it. All right. We didn't even have a quiz today, and Paul still lost. I'm still, <laughs> I'm still wrong. Yeah. <laughs> so bad. Oh it's my consistent. god! Hey DJ, by the way, people really loved your coffee segment. Oh, thanks. Um, <laughs> yes, and somebody's asking for advice where to take his wife for his fortieth anniversary. Uh, others are suggesting Puerto Rico, great coffee, and they're doing yes. hurricane relief, so you can order coffee there. Uh, co- cowboy coffee over the campfire. The BWCA is to die for. One of the texts oh, was right. Indeed, indeed. Yeah, anything in Europe too? I mean, Italy has mm. amazing coffee. Um, anyway. Folgers tastes good, too, you know, if it's the right environment. At the right time. That's yeah. right. Coffee is emotional. Nothing That's wrong right. with Folgers. Uh, so tomorrow we have a show as opening day got pushed back. Opening day is now Friday, but you and I will have a show. The news is next, and then stay tuned for Mike Max. Yeah. Thanks, Jor. Thanks, DJ. Paul Douglas? Never heard of him. Listen to every MLB game live. In the deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.